Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 788 of Sonic Talk, recording today on the 31st of January 2024. Uh, it's that time of year. We're back to, I think I think I started to use the hashtag Namuary just because I thought it needed to be a thing. So uh, yes, Nam was back in uh, January. Uh, Nam, of course, is the large uh, music retailers convention um, in Anaheim in California. We've just back from there where we were filming a lot of stuff on synths and production and music software and all those kind of things which is indeed what the show is about the show is about uh, synthesizers drum machines software music production live production software all those kind anything to do with the tech uh, surrounding uh, music technology music uh, before i get started i want to say thanks to wagyu i think he's there i'm not sure but uh, he usually does do the uh, uh, moderation and all the connections behind the scenes uh, there was a bit of an issue with because um, i think this computer was in in america all last week so when i set the time for this stream it seemed to think it was in eight hours time which is obviously not correct at all <laughs> we're we're back to our usual time so hopefully that's all right uh, also before i also get started i want to say thank you so much to everybody on the the sonic team that's andy that's uh, chris from boo at um ed mira jim and Ben, who uh, was doing a sterling job with the edits, and they all, all pulled the blinder. Uh, nice to see uh, the battery-operated orchestra in there. They were uh, uh, Chris was was doing some great work on the the poster frames and the stories and stuff. Very much appreciated. Oh, and while I remember it, um, coming up uh, we have our Emon, which is on the first of March. Um, let me find the. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Hit that. There we go. Emom coming up. Uh, you can get your tickets there. Bitly slash Sonic Emom. That's going to be Friday, 1st of March. There will be a live stream as ever. And we've got seven acts performing there. Also, we've got the winners of the Osmos competition have been announced and, and notified. We're just going to wait before we fully announce them to make sure they're getting what they need. Upcoming up is a uh, GeForce Access um, interview. Uh, review by uh tim kant and also just why congratulations to paulie and rebecca on the new baby um was born just before we went to nam so uh they all everybody's well and happy lovely to see them all uh all well and, and and all that anyway right that's all the admin stuff done let's get on to our guests uh we'll start over here let's start um with robin in uh well he's probably furthest away actually because we have got no internationals robin vincent of course multi music tech in the uh, in the shed not so cold shed i'm assuming at the moment it's warmed up a little bit uh yeah it's he, all right it's it's good all right i'm i'm nice and toasty next to my heater so uh yeah no all good uh, apologies if you get any sort of like building work reversing vehicle type sounds i'm having a house i'm not having a house built them next door are having a house built they're going to demolish that one and build another one there so that's that's fun for me that's along with the chickens Sh i get reversing noises in general builders going oh, all, right, mate. <laughs> all right mate yeah all right i'm over here mate i get that all day oh my gosh yeah i i understand <laughs> i feel your pain and that's i mean it's surely it's only going to be 10 months or so for a house construction project should be over yeah, in no time so. right yeah <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, lovely to have you, Robin. Uh, we'll get on to a bit more about your uh, your your YouTube um, offerings. I think your actually your multi monthly was a was that uh, yesterday? I think I saw a notification. It was. I managed to squeeze it out. Yeah. Yeah. I did manage <laughs> to get that out, which was great. Oh, Good that's... timing as well. You know, the end of Nam, end of the month. You know, other stuff yeah. going on. So yeah. 
It's great when it all comes together, isn't it? So, yes. Uh, anyway, lovely to see you. And we've also got uh, Yoad Nevo, who's there in uh, Nevo Sound. Uh, nice to see you, Yoad. Uh, no doubt your alt tabbing between a f Atmos mix or a or something. I'm sure you are a busy, busy chap in the uh, sound design plugin kind of. I guess. I, I guess plug-in design but uh, as a consultant and um and all the other things you do very busy i'm sure yeah i'm working on some plug-in development uh which is very exciting and i can't disclose at the moment that's but, fine uh, i'm having a lot of fun with it because you know it's there's the initial stages where it's just kind of in your head and on paper and things not on paper, but you know what I mean. And then, um, and then when you actually hear the sounds, then then it's where the fun begins. Although there's clicks and whatever and bugs and, and things, but it's playing sounds. You can run sounds through it nice. and and hear what it does. So that's uh, where I'm at, which is great. Oh well, that's good. I, I suppose the things when you're developing plugins, the bit when the bit where you kind of go, let's do it, all of these things it could do, and everybody gets very excited, and then the, then the reality of what you could actually feasibly get away with. I'm with working work. with the, the, with such a talented uh, team that uh, it seems like anything is possible, which is amazing. Nice. Uh, well, that's always a plus, yeah. isn't it? Well, that sounds like a lot of yeah. fun. Excellent. And Indeed. of course, we have. Uh, Gaz Williams there, who's in Bristol. Gaz Williams, uh, YouTuber, music technologist, bass player, and modular performer. You streaming um, anytime soon or tonight or anywhere? Have you got anything uh, well, in, in the pipeline? Is, uh, I think Robin is streaming. Is that right, Robin, at the 8 p.m. slot? Uh, yeah, you, you've kindly uh, allowed me to steal your thunder, <laughs> as it were. So I will take that thunder and mould it and and do my own thing because I, I just don't have any other time this week and i usually do one on a sunday after my molten monthly so uh i i jumped on this evening and so that'll be good that's eight o'clock later on yeah and then oh, okay. to follow All up right. then at 10 o'clock i'm gonna have a, a a premiere on my channel of the gig that i played with steve davis last year on the rooftop in cardiff city center so that oh, nice. video and Maybe Steve will be joining us in the chat room. But uh, so after after Robin's broad after Robin's finished, then I'm going to be uh, that's going to start at 10 p.m. UK time tonight. Um, so yeah, so that's like a half hour concert, live concert. So uh, well, pre oh, nice. that sounds good. Yeah. Pre-recorded live concert. Yeah, no, I get the <laughs> feeling. Yeah, premieres are very useful for that sort of thing. It's great when you can just because kind of, we often I think I did it with. Um, the COBOL review where I just sort of thought, oh, you know what, I'll make it a premiere. And uh, I think I did anyway. I can't remember now. It's always good fun just when you so. do that because you can you could be in the chat while people, while things are going by. So if any questions yeah. come up, you can you can drop them in. It's a great, great mechanism, isn't it? Really mm. good. Right. Well, there, there really is no agenda this week <laughs> because <laughs> I haven't had any time to prepare. Um, I've managed to load a bunch of videos into the system, but not all of them. Uh, we shot... Oh, 80 something i think in the time we were there all of our systems will go and work pretty well i mean there were a few uh, gremlins i think unfortunately chris from battery operated orchestra got the worst end of that particular grubby stick but um we fixed it all or we will have fixed it all and it's always good to you know through adversity comes something or other <laughs> um i don't know what i'm thinking that word would be um resilience perhaps or something like that uh, so yeah, Nam this week uh, back to four days. Um, 
just sort of my initial impressions were really uh, more vibey, definitely much more vibey, um, more people on the ground. Everybody sort of, uh, when I was walking around to begin with, was sort of saying, well, it feels like make or break this year because obviously there were previous reasons. You know, there was COVID, there was sort of the slowness of the market and things. And now this, uh, and, and because it wasn't in the same place, now we're back in the usual slot. It went ahead. You know, what was it like? Did it? Did they pull it off? I think the general consensus is yes. And most people that were there exhibiting were sort of pleased that that was the case because they generally, as speaking, kind of quite enjoy it. Um, we also took Saturday off and we went up to the um, uh, Booklet and Friends event, which was more of a sort of DIY, uh, low-key kind of affair in a warehouse where we filmed a lot of synth stuff. So that sort of went into the general canon. There's a separate playlist on uh, on YouTube which you can access. We shot, I don't know, getting over 20 videos there. Uh, so uh, the whole sort of gamut together sort of felt like quite a vibey thing i mean i think for some of the smaller people because the prices of these big the you know to attending a show like this is expensive and particularly if you're there for four days it sort of feels like perhaps that's too many days for something somebody who's maybe just got a new module you know it's quite a long time and therefore quite a lot of expense if you're doing you know hotels and you know eating out and all of that kind of stuff we had a lot of fun we also went to a, a synth night on thursday night. i went out every night which is unheard of for us we don't normally do that but the, we went to the synth night um which was at uh i can't remember what it was ray uh, uh, radiant brewery in anaheim and we saw I saw Cuckoo play on a K, uh, pocket operator KO2, which sounded amazing on a PI, I have to say. Had a really good punch and transients. I saw Ken Flux Pierce play. I saw a number of other people who I'm probably going to be uh, uh, throttled for not remembering their names. But as I say, when you do a show, the short-term memory loss is, is very strong. And I'm still suffering from that at the moment. And I haven't, because I didn't film all the videos or edit all of the videos or any of the videos, actually. I haven't seen everything. So I'm kind of coming over to you guys to sort of say what you think and what you felt about Nam as a kind of just general from afar. Um, Robin, what I mean, you you know, you you be getting all the news and stuff. I guess most of the news kind mm. of came out before. People aren't leaving it till the day of the first day of Nam to release their products anymore or announce them. There, although there probably were a few. How did it feel in terms of buzz and and, and kind of feeding frenzy? Did you think there was more more interest than previously? Um. I don't think so. No. Um, sadly, I suppose it. No, it, it doesn't. It it doesn't have anything like the, uh, the the craziness that it did once feel. You know, pre-COVID. I think. Um, yeah. Since then, no. I mean, uh, th this time around again. Once the Korg tsunami had passed, uh, there was there was very slim pickings, and we're we're kind of sitting around waiting for you to uh, to upload your videos, you know, so we can we can pick through them and find the find the juicy bits because there was not a whole lot else coming out, you know. I was scanning Instagram and Twitter and things like that, and there's very little um, seemingly to 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 come out of the space. Um, it feels. I mean, I mean, I suppose the the thing that really stood out for me was this Bookler and Friends idea. I think that was uh, a stroke of genius from Bookler. Um, uh, you know, unexpected, nice. It, it gave a space for all the people, as you say, who can't afford a booth at, at NAM. Um, so I thought that was a that was a marvelous diversion. Uh, but but NAM as a whole, from where I was sat, there was not a whole lot to write about. Um, so. 
So no, I mean, I, I hope it keeps going. I mean, even if it's just for the sake of the guitarists and percussionists and uh, all the other music tech side of things, but for synths, it, it did not seem to, didn't seem to deliver anything particularly special this time around. It's, it's interesting what you say, but I think the difference is also, because this is something that Roland kind of used to do by going in, <clears throat> in September every year. I think the thing is, is it's not that there weren't a lot, weren't a, more since there this year. It's just that people weren't choosing to announce at NAMM. Lots of things that yeah. we saw were new and hadn't been seen before and had that, so that we were able to get hands on with video. And so there was, so from that point of view, it makes sense. But in terms of like a press release or here's something new from the show, I agree. I think that's different, but I think that's a dynamic that's probably changed when it comes to many shows. I think Superbooth would probably be the same in many ways. I mean, we might see more independent things where it's like, wow, I've never seen this before, probably because mm. they don't have a PR department and they didn't get a press release together. So you've seen it for the first time. So I think yeah. I, I would agree with your approximately what you're saying, but I think I think there was still quite a lot of buzz because a lot of things were seen for the first time, I suppose, which is a different dynamic to to news, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, true um, enough. I mean, certainly my focus is looking for something which hasn't been seen before and is yeah. ideally looking for the release. And you're right, it's perhaps that that's that's changed. Um, so that, because NAM used to be the absolute center of of releases. You would save up your releases, same as sometimes um, synth companies do for Superbooth, but you would save it up for that event. And then, you know, we'd be struggling to contain all of these releases and to, to write news about them. So maybe that's that's a real dynamic that's changed. Uh, I mean, hearing from people who went, they all seem to have a really nice time. And so that's, mm. uh, whereas in previous years, I think people have come back a bit depressed and sick usually, <laughs> whereas this time it's a bit more optimistic, but yeah, None sick. of us got ill, which was good. Oh, good. I think also, good. To, to be fair, the Buchler and Friends, Friends event, while it was a very different place, there wasn't anything new there either, really. So right, you know, yeah. it wasn't like we were seeing new things. It was just stuff that had already... Because people, when they're not working towards that January window, then you don't yeah. get the feed. You know, there's no there's no need for people to hold things back or whatever. So, But we saw things for the first time there as well, which hadn't been seen before. I think the only thing that was new from Buchler and Friends was the 1010 Music... Uh, nano box battery case which isn't that thrilling but i mean it was particularly new but, <laughs> oh, but there were, the were the synth dusters i mean that you know there was the uh yeah the synth dusters from no no modular and the uh the mig the the uh the tubes that were stolen out of mig fighters uh yeah. which i thought was quite was quite good and the strange well not strange the strange hieroglyphs on the front of the surge quasar panel quite like that i like the idea of of surge I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that correctly, as opposed to the actual reality of it. But you know, the idea of this large panel and this grid format, and how all the module is actually done behind the scenes more than in the you design this yeah. this faceplate, which um, yeah, it's really quite interesting. Yeah, I suppose so. No, that's good. There, there are a number of other. So, um, okay, I'll come over to you then, Gaz. I, I, I mean, mm -hmm. you. Pr I know. I know that you were probably looking. I mean, I, I imagine most, much of your focus was was modular as well, because that's what you're currently kind of using day to day. But uh, not, not exclusively. I'm, I don't want no, to no. pigeonhole you like that. But uh, well, one of the things I, I think I mentioned before uh, before you went, uh, I was always, you know, I'm really keen on recorders, uh, yeah, not not those recorders. Um, audio recorders and uh, Zoom, of course, uh, announced, I think what was possibly one of the biggest uh, things in the show, which is the Essential, uh, the H1, the H4 and the H6 Essential models, which uh, I think, you know, the, you know, replacing the, uh, you know, the venerable 
mm. line that have been around for about 10 years or so now. So actually um, quite in need of, a, of an update, although those have been huge sellers, as I'm sure many, many, many of the of the audience oh, yeah. have. Um, and of course, one of the big things there is the uh, is is the facility of 32-bit float recording, and in the ways yeah. that they've that they're using that, that you don't set your audio levels, and you can it's nigh on impossible to clip them. Uh, so you know, and then obviously in post you can set the set the audio. You know, if it looks like it's clipped, you can bring the the peaks down to within, um, you know, to within the sort of uh, zero dB um, limits. So I thought that was really cool. And there's three, uh, there's three models there, um, you know. And I'm, I'm definitely in the market for something like that. I've been, uh, you know, I was super tempted by that TP7 from Teenage Engineering, which uh, is just <laughs> ridiculously expensive. Yeah, well, Teenage had a boot, boot there this year, which is a first for them. I mean, that, that was uh, right. certainly for a number of years. They didn't have one in the last couple of years I've been there, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, those zooms, they're very interesting. I think, just a quick yeah. aside, the 32 bits of the thing, I thought, yeah, that's great. But quite often, if something's really quiet, I want to be able to monitor it loudly. So that means I either have to have a way of boosting the monitor level to bring it up to something I can you hear. You can chase or the it... monitor level, yes. Right. The, ah, okay. The audio monitor level, yes, you can. Um, so, but yeah, very good point. And of course, the, you can actually see the waveforms uh, being, rec you know, you can see the waveforms being recorded in real time, which, which I think is a, which is really a, quite a nice feature for them as well. So, um the H1 may actually, I mean, I don't know yet whether the converters are going to be the same across all of those H right. range. Um, so, I mean, I suspect that they will be. And then that makes me think then that the little H1, because the little H1 has got built-in mics, but it has actually got a little line input as well. So, you know, just to have a, a way of recording your jams on whatever equipment that you're using Um plugging into that line input and be, being able to record without worrying about setting levels, without worrying about clipping, I think is a really nice thing. Um, I just don't know how that works in terms of the A to D, the, the, the preamps or whatever it is yeah, that the signal's they, coming they, in at. Because they can handle, minus I think, a, right. 135 decibels of range, which is, I think, equivalent to just standing right next to a, a jet taking off. Um so in terms it's of the but again it's it's the quiet stuff that i'm more concerned about because if you've right. got to gain it up to get it in say for instance yeah. i'm using one of those recorders and i'm i'm going into my on my you know my dslr or my phone in a live situation because i'm streaming it or i'm whatever and I, i've got to get those levels to be some in to some degree working and if i'm adding a ton of gain in the monitor path is that no, how noisy is that? Because if if I've got, I don't know, maybe I've got a guitar level or a very quiet mic coming in and at the same time a plus four desk output and I can't, I need to match those for monitoring. I don't really, uh, that's what I'm struggling to understand in how that would work. Uh, I, yeah, so when you're talking about monitoring, are you talking about actually recording the monitor uh, well, either recording the monitor or using the, the USB output, which is usually a stereo of the all, a sum of all of those things, which would go into your DSLR out of a, mm. uh, you know, out of a mini jack or if you're lucky via a USB uh, output. So those are the things that I'm kind of like, hmm, how yeah. does that work? I, 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 I was looking for the manual. I couldn't see if the manuals are online yet. Um, they might be, but I, I, I was trying to find that information myself, actually. I'm, I'm kind of interested in that too. I, I mean, I don't think as 
the aesthetics of them are not the best looking as zoom seem to have a it's very just, it's all black isn't it it's gone black and you can't see anything on it red <laughs> but, it, but they all I, well i mean i think certainly the h4 and the h6 all gain color screens now um and a few yes, other a few other things um but uh yes but what else now oh yes so you're gonna have to help me now with the pronunciation the embodme uh array embodme array two yes the mark the mark two that's pretty cool looks lovely i mean I really oh i'll that. tell you what i'll tell you what i've got a video for that let's do a video for let's it and it. then i can yeah. uh, and then we can use that so that's uh, i think okay. that's number four so hi hannes hi we are here at uh oak sound booth except that's not it is it bloom right yes. sorry that's my press that's so my fault i pressed the wrong button. right I, yeah so this is the prototype of our yeah. new uh e-ray e-ray 2. Uh, so here we're unveiling the, the product those are two prototypes and Lots of new features. Uh, as you can tell, the playing surface is white. It's covered with a uh, fabric now, which is very new. Uh, it has a very special touch, and we worked a lot over the past few years to uh, have a better sensitivity over uh, the detection of fingers. So I think this is the like main asset. If I had to tell you what's new, it's the sensitivity is really, really much better. Um, Can you still hear it with a drumstick? Yeah, so for the drummers, actually, this product will be, um, the skin will be changeable. So it will be possible to unmount the case and remove the white skin, which is really designed for finger players, ah, okay. and uh, put some, a, a similar skin to Yeah, the other thing it's got is 10, it's 10 sets of uh, CV gate outputs, an onboard yeah. looper, and uh, the the cover, the, the, there was some talk about the cover because they put like a kind of like a continual continuum style cloth on it, which is quite grainy. And I said, I said that's going to get really dirty. It's going to catch the dirt. But on the other one that you that was on behind it, it was a sort of smoother one which you could wipe down. And I think they decided maybe they would go for the one that was wipeable. Um, but they seem to have done pretty good work on that one. I must admit, I, I don't know what yeah. uh, uh, what there is. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah, I should come to you. We'll, we'll try and move around that a little bit because I had some points about that though before you moved on from. That. Oh, okay. Was, yeah, no, I was going to move on from it. After all. I, that's all right. That's fair <laughs> enough. Because um, I think we've seen, I mean, this obviously is an MPE controller and obviously an MPE controller now with, with all of these assignable gate and CV outputs as well uh, makes it obviously very, very interesting for connecting it to a modular rig, which is something I'm quite yeah. interested in. But I think really as well, it's the size of it. It's quite large. And I think... yeah. You know, having a playing surface that's large, I, it's like, oh, fantastic, you know, because everything tends to be small in that way. And to have an expressive surface that is large and configurable, uh, and then with all of that connectivity as well, I think makes it a really exciting thing. And for me, I was going to say that would be my uh, that would be my pick from the whole of now. But there we go. I feel no, no, that's fair enough. <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, I think I think you're absolutely right about that. It's, and it's 800 euros, which I think seems incredibly re reasonable. That's the pro for, for all of that stuff and that sensitivity. It. Doesn't seem yeah. bad. Uh, yeah, Ad, I don't know if you. Uh, I think we might have covered the era once, uh, era touch once. I'm not sure if you're on the show, but it does look like it can't be a pretty cool thing. Although I don't think there's any space on your uh, on your desk for it, unless no. you get, get rid of a bank of faders. Exactly, which I'm considering uh, always. 
Um, but yeah, I have I have some really good news, which is um, that we won a tech award for Clarity VX D Reverb. Uh, we ah. meaning uh, Waves, and that was the last or one of the last pro uh, products I worked on before before leaving Waves uh, last year. So that was really good news. Oh, congratulations! Yesterday. Thank you. Um, so that's together with the the Emmy that we won last year for Clarity VX uh, noise reduction is really is very nice. Um, um, other, I had to say, sorry. Um, but well, um, nothing like a couple of gongs for you before you leave. It's just the perfect <laughs> parting yeah, gift. Yeah. I can t totally yeah, understand. Yeah. Why it you just will. means that now I have to really, you know, the products I work on now uh, yeah. outside of waves have to stand up for for that. So it's a challenge right. for for everyone involved. Um, so um, the the things I really that stood out for me was the musonics um synth which is the semi modular uh, the vanilla one yeah oh uh, yes, yes that was the suit and tie guy that uh, yeah, let me, really I... good with this um with this uh, distortion thing on the mixer at on the output sounded really good and um really nice tones out of the out of this machine and also the fact that you can it's almost like a minimum because i mean it's it's more it has more features than a minimum but the, the sense in the sense that it's it's all normal more like an art maybe but uh, it's it's normal so you don't need to have to to plug in anything and you get like a lot of stuff and then when you start plugging you get more stuff um and it I, sounds I really good. i'll tell you what i'll tell you what just to just to interject there i can play a short video from that i think that might be uh might be worth doing let me just do this see what happens if i double click on that and uh, if i do Into that you where you're here i've just added it real time because um i just wanted to say because um Everybody was saying it sounded fantastic. And Mark Doty, who worked on the, um, who worked on the uh, on the booth, was saying it really sounded amazing. Hey, what's so, up, yeah, Sonic State? We're 15 minutes into the future <laughs> here at the NAM Show 2024, <laughs> and I got a new synthesizer to show you. This is, is a not a box of modules; it's an instrument. Because I'm sick of making modules, I want to make an <laughs> instrument. And this thing rips. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I'll, See, I'm I'll so let, glad uh, everybody. I'm, in, uh, I'm yeah. glad he exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that, uh, so I, I kind of like everything about that. <laughs> I like him, yeah. and I like the the, the boxy kind of um, look of that synth, and the yeah, fact it's that it's view. not angled. It's it, you know, it's like there's something about it which really appeals to me. Uh, I like the fact that it's on everything is on quarter inch um, connectors and uh, yeah, really like that one. It reminds me of this Korg. There, there used to be a Korg, a, a PS something um, semi module or modular. I oh, think was it thirty one hundred or thirty three hundred? Um, something we, like that. That used to look similar, but yeah, this is based like on the Oberheim modules i think apart right, from it. the um, the lfos which are core or something like that anyway uh, 
very cool, uh, very cool stuff. The other thing is um, that I was really impressed by is uh, real tones, real tone, reality, um, sunset choir. Ah, yes. So, so sunset choir. But uh, then I looked at the the other stuff because I was not aware of 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 them, to be honest. And um, and they have really really good stuff. Um, the only downside for me is that it all runs on on contact or inside contact, which I'm not a huge fan of. Um, but uh, other than that, they have really good uh, content, as we say. Yeah. In you know, in the business, and um, and and the choir seems very very impressive. Also, I like what they did with the sunset strings. They have something called Nightfall, I think, which which is basically they took the recordings or the samples from Sunset Strings, which is pure and kind of lush and all natural and stuff, and did some heavy processing to them and almost like resampled them to, to create another product, which is highly processed and stuff and sounds really nice. It's it, the, the stuff is very kind of tasteful and tasty so uh i was impressed yeah, well, by that i i could I, I that's the one one video i haven't actually uploaded for some reason uh, uh, but yeah mike green a uh, lovely guy has ac absolutely excellent brownies on the site on, on the booth which is always yeah yeah a I reason saw, to no, go the and video film. is uploaded i did watch the video yeah, it is. The, the... I, I, what it is i just haven't got it i haven't got it here to play but uh, oh, there was see, some I really see. nice there was some really nice movement i mean he's a great player as well mike is a a, a media composer so he he said that that's those sessions cost like one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. They spent yeah. on, on the on the choral stuff. Really high high quality stuff. Um, right. Okay. Sorry. I'm just coming back to it. Um, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. The sunset strings was great for some reason. Uh, so, sorry. Sunset choir was great for some reason. That was one file that just could not be uploaded. It took us till yesterday to get it online, and I shot it on Thursday. It's really embarrassing because. Every time someone wanted to upload it, something went wrong with it. It's really peculiar. Don't know why that is. Um, let's see what else have I got in the list. Because um, there, there's a few... I, I, I must really show some of the Korg PS3300. And I think I remember when we talked about it in the previous show that I don't remember it being particularly lush you know it, it's an amazing synthesizer but i think unfortunately you, you need to know what you're doing and neither me or luke when we were locked in the glass <laughs> cabinet really did so we could only flip presets and the presets i don't think we're showing off it at its best but i'll play let's a little bit around of that. the bush this is pretty much the star of the show isn't it, it is really? yeah let's get serious now i mean wowza i don't i don't think anybody saw this coming it's quite a big deal i mean so they're called ps3300 there are very few actually made only apparently less than 50. I do know someone who's got one. Do you? So I'll probably be able to get a demo on it before I get my hands on one of these in the country. Yeah. But so, uh, do you know anything about why and did the process, or is it just did it just show up one day? No, it w it's been something in development obviously for a while because it, you don't just do this sort of thing overnight. So, but um, it's one of those things where over the years, I'll as flip well, forward see if we've got some I mean, presets. Exactly. Let's try, I, if I may, just so I can touch it. Of course, yeah. There. What's this one? Oh, much the same as the last one.
Yeah, I mean, I don't think the presets had had much time to be, you know, it, as with many of these things, one of the reasons it was probably in a glass cabinet was because it wasn't really quite ready for prime time. I mean, I would love to spend a bit of time with it, but it's the sort of synth that I think you really do have to uh, get your hands on to try and try and deal with. I don't know if anybody... Uh, uh, Robin, I heard you chuckling mm. there. I mean, it's quite funny, isn't it? It's a terrible <laughs> well, scenario. It's only the... 13 grand synth kind of making yeah. these sort of not very impressive sounds. It's a comparison between that and the suit and tie guy, you know, he's yeah. like acing <laughs> his demo on his new little synth and he, there's this enormous, probably 10 times the pricing over there that just goes farts, squelch, you know, beep. <laughs> it was it was dramatically underwe underwhelming. I mean, the first video I saw was from uh, Reverb, I think. And, you know, their guy at the end of that tried to have a bit of a go and it's like, this is like a massively polyphonic synth. Play more than one note, for heaven's sake. But... Um, yeah, very underwhelmed uh, by apparently that what you need to do is to go to Cherry Audio and download the demo of the emulation that they've done and play with some of those presets. That will give you a much better idea of what it sounds like. And maybe but, that will I mean, be enough. Yeah, Sorry, I mean, yeah. it's an... Yeah. <laughs> because then you'll well, be able I mean, to open as many instances as you like and play as many voices as you like and sequence it. Well, that's true. That's true. It was, a, it, it, it was a lovely looking thing, I must admit, but it, it, it's going to be one of those things that's going to be a little while to come. But yeah, I, I had to put that because I mean, that's probably the biggest video we shot at the show. Although the, a close second, bizarrely, was just we went to Boss and they happened to have 50 years of Boss and we just walked around and they said, hey, look, here's some of our stuff. And that's mm -hmm. one of the, another biggest video and there's absolutely no sound in it whatsoever. It's really yeah. peculiar. You just have no idea what it might be that uh, might, do, might do that. Um, any other favourite... Uh, videos from you guys that uh, that yeah, i might well, have in the list the pwm mantis now is sort of uh, in virtually ready now isn't it and that was being shown at uh at nam and i think that's a really exciting synth uh, especially yes. because it's you know it's so steeped in in the you know history of british synthesizer with it being you know the late and dearly the Chris Huggett thing Chris yeah. Huggett's, uh, um, and it's nice to see his signature on the casing of the Mantis I think it's a really nice uh, nice tribute to him so that was really good to see that there and I think it sounds really good I think it's really that's quite an exciting synthesizer um, but right, yeah what else was there um, I did have a little list uh, one moment um, uh, so I mean obviously I know what it's like being having been to Nam myself, you know, and things, it's, there's so much stuff going on. Oh, good to see that the sty stylophone there with a, and that's, that seems to have gone over quite well, isn't it? Um, yeah, it got, went really well. It's a big video oh, yeah. for them. And also, do you know, they won the, the stylophone theremin, they won the tech award. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they didn't know about it because they weren't invited or anything. And it just showed up the next day on the booth and they were just <laughs> over the moon. Fantastic. Yeah. That's a great, no, uh, a great little success story there. Um, um, what else have one one that people may have missed is the uh, the 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 um the verbs from um poly effect so it's uh which is oh yes um, we did shoot those and that's nice to see a convolution reverb in a pedal and you know knowing that you can put all sorts of convolutions in not just sort of uh, reverb um impulses so i think that could be pretty a pretty cool thing um and yeah. uh, another thing I would mention, which is maybe not to the crowd uh, that watch uh, watches this show, is some really tasty looking guitars from Ibanez and ESP. 
I'm, All right, okay, you yeah, know, we, I would show be them, happy but... to go there just for for those guitars. Wow, some of the stuff is uh, is they look so playable, and both 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 the Ibanez and the the ESP, um, really good stuff. Nice. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm Ooh, yeah. I'm really surprised that neither of you me mentioned the uh, uh, this uh, guy. You 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 teachers. <laughs> Uh, yeah. example, this was the this was the video of the show. Use, yes, brilliant. You can use this, and you can. It, this is a drum part. Also, this is also a this is great. Drum part. This, this is the start and it's synchronized. Crazy. And this, this was the good bit. Uh, he started that video by doing a cover of uh, "Let It Be" uh, on the Omnicord, and was terribly excited. He was brilliant, actually. And yeah. the, but the, that drum stuff will output over MIDI, which I think is actually quite an under understated little feature there. I mean, it's a, it's still eight hundred bucks for a, a, what is essentially an Omnicord. I mean, they but they, they I think they used to go for quite a lot of money before they were reissued. They, they, they got they they sell for a lot even without any mods or anything like that. It's just a very expensive uh, machine. It's it's there's something about it. There's something about the the, the way you, you play it, which is very unique and 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 something about this sine wavy kind of tones of the very tinkly I guess it all sounds like it, it meant to be it's meant to be like a piano sound but it's it sounds more like a I don't know BX7 harp or something like that or CS1000 yeah, or something I know what you're saying um, but um, by the way there's a new CS1000 I see by Behringer that uh, that looks interesting as well Oh, I haven't I seen that one. What the? If it's out yet, but no, uh, I wouldn't it's, think. I, I wouldn't think so. I think the it's mini the same the mini case. one. Yeah, it, it it's the, the same case as the JP eight thousand right. or oh, the, okay. the the VS um, Tiny. I love the CS. I love the CS. I used to have this the three thousand, uh, which is supposed to be the same, but I didn't really connect with it in the same way as there's something about the 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 1000 which is very cool okay with yeah, four parts sure. multi-timbral and and things it was oh neat, neat. nice nice sorry Gaz, you, you were you had a, you had something else to say yes there, sorry, well there's a couple of there's a couple of pedals that are worth um that are worth mentioning and uh, well um, we were talking about Zoom earlier. They also have got a new a new range of pedals, including yeah. uh, the CD. What is it? The CDR seventy or something? MS7, a new one of MS seventy CDR. Yeah, MS seventy CDR. Yeah. So that could be it's quite not out cool. yet, but right. it will be. Yeah. Um, but uh, me and Robin did a stream last week. We jumped into the Sonic slot because we um, just <laughs> to have a little pre-NAM spec. And one of the things that I was um, point, uh, mentioning on that, and I thought it was really good to see, uh, was the Game Changer uh, audio mod pedals. Oh, the mod pedals, think, yeah. I think they're really, really cool. I love the physical design of them and the way that you can patch um, the envelope follower or, or the pitch tracker 
from the inputs to various things and obviously you could patch across to the other pedals or indeed patch across from that into other modular synths and the like uh, i think it uh, again game changer really um strive to do things very idiosyncratic in their own way and this pedal series i think uh you know continues that and looks really good i don't know quite what how good they all sound but um in terms of form factor i think uh really well worth a look i did ask whether you could still hack them to get all of the uh, all of the uh, uh, algorithms in the ms70 and he said he, he was very graceful and didn't say that they turned it off but he uh, yeah so hopefully they'll still be able to do that uh, a couple of other ones um uh what was the thing oh yeah yamaha uh, esp which i think is is it this <laughs> yeah. so um we're here at yamaha uh, mm -hmm. big news right yeah so this is uh um we're announcing esp here at the nam show we released the montage m about in october and one of the things that we announced when we released montage m was that there was going to be a soft synth component called esp expanded soft synth plugin for Montage M. And what's cool about this is that it is the Montage M in software. And here, let me prove it to you. So right now, I'm gonna start out, I'm gonna go to my DAW remote here, and I'm gonna turn on local control. So the first thing you're going to hear is the actual Montage M. And I picked a fairly uh, cool performance here that's called SFZ, SFZ Tremolo BPM Orchestra. An eight part performance. Snappy. So I love this one because it's got all the the big needless to say I, I won't play that whole thing but blake does a great demo as ever um so esp is essentially a montage in software but the weird thing is when i think this is something that's come up in the comments is you only get it if you've got a montage you can't actually buy it so which seems so no you way. can choose whether yeah, so you can, all the patches and everything is interchangeable. I'm not quite sure what the thinking is behind that. I mean, it feels like it's a dip in the water because obviously Roland have had their cloud going for ages and Yamaha have not touched the software market yet. So maybe this is just a sort of early attempt. Yeah, so yeah, I'm afraid so, Yoad. I, I mean, it sounded, I, I couldn't hear the difference. I mean, and why could I? But, but it was, it, it, basically you have a montage in software, pretty much. That, so, now you know, that, like, that would be interesting for me because I love those workstations. We talked about it in the past and, uh, but having this beast and, uh, having to, to, to record every track to audio in real time and this and that, uh, as opposed to have it as a plugin, um, well, hopefully they will, uh, they will, I, I mean, they, they've got they've got to do something like that in the end, haven't they? I mean, I, you'd think so, wouldn't you, Robin? I mean, it's like okay, you know, it just seems like well, what's I've got one? Why do I need? Why do I need this? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess Arturia did it with the Micra, the Mini Freak, didn't they? They did a similar idea yeah, with that. Yeah, I guess so. You know, much modal lower, lower, kind of lower, do it. lower price. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it's it's a way of. Uh, of storing all of your sounds, all of your workstation stuff onto your laptop so you can take that away and play with it without having to take a bloody great big keyboard with you. So I suppose it has some some ideas. But I mean, heck, hey, Yamaha have such a legacy they could draw upon if they wanted to do virtual versions of their own things. Although, of course, other people have been uh, kind enough to do that for them, I guess. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the, the TG77 comes to mind. 
Yeah. You know, and the SYs, all of that stuff. It's interesting, yeah. though, isn't yeah. it? I mean, it just seems like a curious move. I mean, I, it can only be a precursor to more stuff, I'd imagine, because, I mean, the amount of work that would have had to go in. I mean, I suppose the thing is they've built it all in software anyway. I mean, the only thing that, that the montage yeah, has it probably is, runs on the Linux, a Linux um, yeah, exactly, exactly. kind of machine. So it's, it's basically porting it onto uh, a PC. And yeah, that, presumably that, it's, it's standalone, which is easier to make than, than a plugin. So yeah. maybe it's a kind of uh, a way of sort of having the users of uh, Montage kind of better testing it for them in a way. <laughs> or, That's a possibility. You know, before yes, they release it as that. a plugin. That's true. Uh, there's a couple, a couple of things that are quite interesting, isn't it? So Modal were there. And alive yes. with the carbon eight, which was yeah, a, I was really little... surprised. We we got we right. shot a video with Christian actually. I mean that that's I think they've got announcements coming shortly as to the kind of final new structure and what's going to be happening. But it looks like it's ready to go. The carbon eight is going to be in production. You know, I would think. Mm. Can you hold that thought while I just play play uh, the second of our uh, our advertisers, and I'll come back to you for your other pieces straight afterwards. So yeah, sorry, Gaz, back to you. I. I I don't mean to keep uh, cutting you off. I, I'm, I'm no, just no. trying to fit the stuff in. Right. It's good. Um, so also, Mackie were there, weren't they, showing yeah. some like, mixers. And interesting, because obviously that, that's a company who've now become part of Road. I spoke uh, to them what about did you, that, yeah. What, did you, what, what, what was your thoughts there? Well, actually, I mean, talking to... I forget the name of the chap I talked to. Uh, uh, he was very eloquent, and I mean, it just seemed—it it seemed like one of those acquisitions that was was feel felt good. You know, everybody was happy. Mackie, the Mackie people. You know, there was so many sort of area because I was looking at some of the products, and I was sort of saying, "Well, aren't these products basically? Are you already putting this road stuff?" And he said, "Well, no, actually, this is the, why it makes it such a good fit because the engineers that are there and the engineers with us are sort of thinking along the same lines. So it's sort of, you know we can pool our resources." I did speak to Brad. Uh, I think the name the guy name he did a sort of breathless whip, whistle stop tour of all the products, and there were some really cool things actually the but the uh the the thing for uh, i forgot what the name of it but the mackie thing that was for um uh like stream deck it was like a stream deck where you could bring in a, a video file webcams usb hub and a little mixer there's also a battery powered mixer there's a set there's some pretty good and very well uh price fixed stuff actually it wasn't at HDMI all expensive it, didn't it yeah throughput and it throws at 4k um, but it records at 720, but it's also got a USB hub. I think they had, in the demo I saw, they had three webcams and a screen feed into it. And it all just kind of seemed to sort of work, you know. And it was, I mean, like 299. It was pretty, I mean, it's not as expensive as an ATEM and it's not as fully featured because it doesn't have the Fairlight engine. But there's a bunch of stuff there. And I think, if I remember correctly, the... Um, the mixer has DSP on board, so you could do, you know, so it's, there's channel processing as well, and there's they've, they've got all of their new stuff has kind of intelligent mix miners for bringing stuff back in. It just seems like they've kind of thought about it a bit. It seems pretty good, actually. I don't know if anyone else got to see that. But Mackie, you're right, the Mackie stuff was uh, certainly felt quite well positioned. And when you combine it with the road stuff, yeah, I think there's going to be some really good stuff, good things going on there. And then there was the IIII, or what is it, IIII? speakers they, yeah the wireless so speakers. i asked them about that they, they're called iii and that yeah they're wireless anyway. speakers stereo pair you get a little dongle with it they run for 10 hours uh mm. and they are they're just sort of i don't know i couldn't 
testify to the sound. I didn't really hear them in an environment that would let me know. But you get little, they both fit in a bag about the size of a 14-inch laptop, something about that. And there's a pair, and it's just a pair of studio monitors that are wireless. And I think they said it was 16 milliseconds. Oh, um, too, too much. So, that's you know, not, it's, I don't know if that's... Too yeah, that's, too much? that's too much for, for, for playing, you know, maybe you can get away with playing pads or things like that, but to, to play yeah. anything like guitar or anything like that would be really, really frustrating. I would yeah. like to check that because there were so many, there were other instances that were 16 milliseconds that it may have been less. Um, but yeah, watch because, the video. because you have to add that to the, to the native latency of your door anyway, which you would presumably be using on a laptop in you know environment right. so right, i see what you mean i don't know yeah i can't remember if that's correct i mean i i, I that'll be the caveat it may have been less it may have been six but i i just don't six remember but yeah fine. they were pretty they were they were pretty nifty i'm just I'm trying to see if i find it I, I i i could find the video but i'd have to find the bit where i ask him what the what the latency is so i'm afraid i can't remember that but at 16 Maybe something a someone bell, at the chat can uh, can find out oh no uh yes in fact no you're right it's, yeah i see someone said. saying it's uh 16 milliseconds chris says there you go. That's uh, Chris, who actually probably wrote the news story to go with it. Yes, so we both remember correctly. Thank you very much, Chris. Very much appreciate I'm assuming it's Chris and not Bree. But uh, yeah, so yeah, 60 milliseconds, I suppose. So yeah, but they, it was nice equipment. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how you could get it any less because it's got to go, it's essentially going through some form of audio driver as well, Gaz. So I mean, I think anything less than that is going to be just tough. But the, the, yeah. going back to the Mackies, there were lots of Bluetooth inputs and outputs and handy things. Uh, for that sort of stuff which was kind of cool and they had a little powered speaker which had uh, a bluetooth input and it was a remote little thing that you unplug and run on a cat5 so you're running your pa from this little cat5 mixer which was kind of cool it didn't do audio interfacing but it did that that was so yeah worth checking out the mix the, the mackie range any other highlights robin have you got anything else that uh, that, that you would uh, care to discuss you he's ebrolette yeah. surely Oh, what? Who? Did you see that? The Yuhi Zebralette 3. Yuhi. Uh, no, Zebralette no, I didn't. That, that was. No, that's a freeware uh, plugin, isn't it? Yeah. I, I'm too professional but, for that kind of business these days, you know. My goodness. I have to pay for stuff. The sound mm. of those oscillators. Was, Very I impressive. Mean, it literally, it, it literally, he was playing it. It just sounded like he was doing this with a splash symbol <laughs> right next to my ear. I was like, wow, the complexity of some of those harmonies. Really impressive. Um, that's got to be worth a mention. Anything else? Um, yes. Uh, sorry, yeah, I did like the, the, the 4MS um, mm. catalyst sequencer slash controller uh, back to fronty module. I thought that was quite interesting. I know it's based on one that came out a couple of years ago from another company, so uh, I ought to know more about it, but I, I don't. But I think it's it has it's a module. It has eight outputs. It's a it's reversible, so you can take the faceplate off and put it up the other way up. Load another firmware, and it becomes a controller as opposed to a sequencer, or a sequencer as opposed to a controller and it's sort of scene based with a big crossfader so you create these scenes which if it's like the controller version you can have all sorts of different 
uh, voltages coming out of those eight outputs, and then you kind of scan through them with the crossfader through different scenes and settings. So it's like a massively morphing fader thingy. Um, how the sequencer thing works, I still haven't quite wrapped my head around that. I couldn't work out whether it's eight individual sequences or one sequencer which is outputted in eight different outcomes. But anyway, similar idea, lots of notes coming out, and you can scan through it with this crossfader, which then takes you through these different scenes. Or you can leap from scene to scene through the button pressing as well. So it sounded like a lot of fun to me. And uh, and you get two for one. I mean, you know, you can't argue with that, really. Although it's going to be a faff, you know, to take it out of your module mid-set, take it out of your rack, change the face, <laughs> and take it over, put that back in, stick it back yes, in. Oh, all right, I'm off again. But, um, yeah, interesting, interesting idea. I mean, I guess they took... The, the catalyst from the people who made the first one and then came up with a new firmware for it. Maybe that's how it how it developed. But I don't know. But it seemed uh, it seemed like fun to me. Yeah, I didn't shoot that one, so I don't have any first knowledge of, of it, uh, um, of that particular module. I mean, Ed got to do most of the modular stuff because he's got more knowledge about that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, I missed that one. Um, I'm just trying to think what well, else there was. Oh, did you see the baby? Oh, sorry. Yes, the mod Bat Meridian. Yeah, Ed filmed that. And yeah. there was uh, Baby Audio Atom, which is... But, uh, do you remember the... Um, I'm trying to remember what it was. We did a thing uh, where somebody had created this experimental physical model, which was mass spring interaction network. Remember, it had kind of massive ball bearings and springs between them. You could build them, and you sort of tap them virtually in places. That's what Atom is built on, apparently, that that, that very safe. So they took that... I forget the name of the guy who did it, but they took his concept and they built it into a soft synth and it did and they only had one patch going but they just on the spur of the moment go oh yeah what the heck well because it was supposed to be one of the pre-rolls for our our uh, um all our advertising <laughs> and they changed it at the last minute because it wasn't ready and then when we went to the show they said oh you know what let's just show it anyway what the hell <laughs> they, they were very cavalier about it so that looked do you, I, I can't remember whether you were on that show uh, yeah i remember that it was this sort of weird network of um like spheres and springs that you'd built in a 3d environment and it was very early days but it had all of these i don't remember i don't recall anything like that sounds like physical modeling kind of uh yes. stuff which oh, which resembles so. the the um the hacken uh the egan uh, uh, matrix which it is does, also it's, it's only built on springs and it's it's springs and balls it's like really very specific kind of physical modeling I'll check rather it out. than Sounds interesting. bows it was yeah it sounded pretty good um uh, what else was there i've got my list here did you get any opportunity to talk about midi 2.0 did you see pete's presentation yeah, I did. or i didn't like no, i didn't see his presentation but we did have a chat he showed me a version of cubase which was running midi 2.0 uh and it allowed uh the resolution was it life -changing? for the uh, well not for me specifically uh, i mean it's interesting we did this thing windows users yeah i think it was he was running on a pc i don't know if it runs on yeah. the map because when obviously windows it's built in uh, they are building it into the, the the os release which will be coming soon this year you know the, it, the, that kind of midi 2.0 that they've been kicking into the long grass for the last five years it's getting <laughs> closer and closer and I did see, I saw a couple of really interesting things with MIDI 2.0. Um, I did, I did have a chat with uh, Pete. There's a, uh, there's another bit at the moment. He suggested I spoke to the other chap afterwards. I've forgotten his name uh, right now, but he said, just ask him, what's the point of MIDI 2.0? Who gives a crap, basically? And so that's how I opened it. And he said, well, 
you know, all these vendors are coming on board. You know, they're talking to Apple to bake it in. So as soon as it's at OS level, that it's going to really start to, to come. I mean, I think the problem is, is there's so much successful MIDI 1.0 hardware out there that can't ever mm-hmm. take advantage of MIDI 2.0 that it's going to be a slower uptake. I did see, um, I've forgotten the name of, the, uh, um, there was a, a few sort of ancillary technologies around the place and they were showing a key bed, which was a little like the Osmos, but not, not an Osmos, which had continual velocity, uh, continual aftertouch all the way down. So you could touch the key and it would make a noise and then you would have a control all the way down and it would be a very high resolution and they just had an octave of it, which they were demonstrating the tech and they said they could do that at a very uh, affordable value. So I think it's going to be all coming. I mean, I think what was interesting is, you know, you look at these primarily French de- uh, developers who are doing, you know, uh, Osmos, IRA, uh, uh, and uh, there's a few other ones as well. I forget the ones that I'm thinking of at the moment, uh, who are creating their own sort of resolution and ways to create these highly expressive instruments that hopefully will at least be able to sort of engage with MIDI 2.0, but they're doing it in their own world. You know, it just seems like it's, again, it's sort of outside of the standard. So it's still still a little way to go, I think. I would would say that um, for people like myself who, you know, people who develop uh, sample libraries, it's a nightmare because once you have 16-bit velocity, which Mm. which means 15,000... Six hundred and thirty-four steps in rather than one hundred and twenty-eight, and then you have to sample everything to comply with that resolution. Obviously, you don't, but it will. People will expect more resolution than in, in the velocity domain, which is uh, you know challenging. So yeah, more sampling sample libra- hours. So the sample libraries are going to get bigger. Um, yeah. That's, mm. that's a very valid point. Yeah. Well, they need but to come with an AI that, assistant that works out the interpolation between the different samples. That's uh, that's the answer I'm to pretty, that. Replace everything I'm with pretty, AI. That's always the answer. Yeah, I'm sure that will probably work pretty well. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it will. I'm just seeing what else I've got here in my list. Uh, I did Zebra Let, Carbonate. Uh, I, I, my favourite demo, actually, when I was doing it, I think was uh, was this one, which I'll just play. You, where you're was, hearing it now uh, live. Ricky Tinez. So we have a little pattern here. I'll deactivate. And the this is the analog heat. That's the syntax pattern FX there. Plus effects. The and analog heat really The stuff that was coming out of it. I can activate it and go into our heat section here, turn up our mix. There's some stuff a bit later on. Is this compared to where there's another where he's there. just basically putting a kick and a hi hat into it? And when you do, is you get to before, there was yeah. no before. And just uh, and you can actually adjust. I'm just like getting this smooth. kind of stuff out of it. It was absolutely. See, bad. I have to say, I was really impressed with the the transformational nature of that. I mean, Ricky just did a, a fantastic demo, and it was great to talk to him. But it was, uh, I'd not, I, I guess I hadn't really paid much attention to the analog heat plus effects. It just seemed like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, but having those uh, delay, reverb, and filters in yeah. there, which are so, it, it, it's really mind blowing. I mean, you probably are aware of it. You've got the original haven't you or did you get the, I got the mark effects well? yeah the mark two not the effects one but yeah that would be great to have built-in effects oh yeah lustworthy yeah i mean kit. literally what he was doing you could literally have a kick a kick full on the floor and a hi-hat pattern and you could pretty much do an entire set just on the analog mm-hmm. e plus effects <laughs> and probably hold the floor quite 
re reasonably with it if that's what the audience were after. Yeah, it's quite astonishing. Yeah. But, um, it, you know, also interesting to see that Electron not bringing out a new product uh, at NAM. Uh, sorry, that was no. the Buchler event, wasn't it? That was uh, the Buchler event, yeah. You know, I mean, that being the most recent product, when that, that's been out for a year or so. So maybe Electron may have something to show at Superbooth um, with any luck. It's been fairly quiet on that front. So. Yeah, no, that's always, true. Always I mean, big it, news it, new electron, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I, I think the I was there last Nam, I filmed them, and they had I can't remember what it was. It was a beta of of something. Um, uh, I can't. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was one of the uh, what's the the, the the connection thing that they've got the 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 oh, where all the you, you can basically automate everything. Overbridge, yeah, it was something to do with Overbridge and the, a new a new factor in it, but I can't remember anything else. Uh, what else have we got here? Anything in the uh, chat? Um, oh yeah, we've got the relic. Um, Jacob Shears and the relic um, was there. Oh wow! I met really uh, his mum and dad and him. He's <laughs> he's he's got to be focused. in his forties now, though, isn't he? No, he's not. He doesn't need his mum and dad there anymore. Seven, no, I think he's 17 or 18. I don't think he's over 21 <laughs> yet. And they were there. And he, he, we were on Saturday night at our usual kind of uh, pool bar. Now I'm going to have a few drinks. Um, and he just came up and was like, literally, it was like hairdryer just at me about all of this stuff. And I think his mum came up and said, Jacob, I, I think we should leave Nick to have uh, to, to enjoy his, his drinks now. <laughs> so he's obviously, they're obviously looking after. I mean, I, I think the thing about him, he's obviously massively intelligent, but I think he's probably lacking in a few social skills, as so many synth developers are. Lovely guy. Uh, I didn't go and film it. Jim went and filmed a whole bunch of stuff with, uh, with uh, sounds, because we've had the talking several times, so that we do have a sounds-only video coming up on that. So I know people will be pretty excited to hear about about that. Um, so yeah, that was good. Uh, what else? Entropy and Sun. Seen that? That that uh, the uh, I did recursion. see that. Yeah, I didn't. I did, and I was going to try and get hold of it for you and bring it back, but I could. I just I, they, it didn't work out because I it's thought it'd be great. For... It's nearly ready, isn't it? But um, yeah, yeah, I don't think it is. So no, the video video synth. Yeah, yeah that's thing. the video synth. Really yeah. amazing thing, actually. But it's mm. been in, in in production for quite uh, some time. And the uh, the Mez was being shown, wasn't it? Um, in uh, in in the in the Buchler and Friends event, and uh, a friend of mine, Ryan, he's recently got hold of the Mez. So uh, is that another video? Uh, Mez. Is it yes? But but actually, what's worth noting about it is it's a Bluetooth controller that there is uh, then an accompanying app that you can use a Bluetooth controller for. But why I think it's of interest um, as a MIDI Bluetooth controller, the, the Mez, you know, it doesn't need to be used just for this video software. It can be used for any uh, any application. And there were a couple of things that were of note that's worth mentioning about that. It's just like a handheld rechargeable battery sort of um, Bluetooth MIDI controller, but you've got like eight knobs around the outside and uh, and you can push the knob, any of the knobs, and you'll go to that page worth of um, of parameters. And there's a ah, really okay. good color feedback. But and the reason why I was mentioning it, it's got a haptic uh, control. So if you're holding it in one hand and, and when you turn a knob, 
you can feel it bumping until you reach the maximum and then it does it stops kind of bumping they're endless encoders but you can oh, understand you, so. where the where the ends where the ends are via you know um by via haptics or rather a lack of haptics it's bump, 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 no you know seems like you so could have you, done it just as easily with a ring of leds and probably less moving there parts, are led there are there's as well, an led there? ring okay. as well yeah so i mean I, 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 that's why i mention in it really i mean the uh the the, the mes video uh os um is looks incredible actually but just the hardware alone is probably worth looking into if you are interested in wireless MIDI controllers because it's, uh, it's very, very neat. Oh, yeah, well, that's that's another thing. They're going to be baking in a new wireless uh, MIDI network protocol into MIDI 2.0, which is going to be, again, yeah. a, so it'll be much higher resolution. I guess it'll have all the Q, uh, query um, business and all of that kind of stuff. So that's, in terms of network communication, that could be very useful. And obviously, we've... We've used RTP. I think they're baking RTP in, but they're also that this new network MIDI protocol, which, again, I suppose will mean everybody has to update their software and stuff to deal with it. But uh, it, it could mean that things move on a pace because we use that here quite a lot. Um, network MIDI Pro. In fact, am I using it today? I oh, know I'm not using it today, but I use it. Um, I have used it. I don't think we use it so much, but you can send that over a LAN and, and a WAN as well. So it can be pretty useful for control. Um, what else? Uh, I don't think I've got anything else in the in my list here. Um, did this Oak Sound Bloom uh, adaptive tone shaper, which is Oak Sound do a thing which is kind of interesting because they're moving in towards. I don't know if you've seen their stuff. They've done some of their stuff as as real time, so it'll process much of these things in an actual real time um, fashion, which I think is probably getting quite exciting for people doing live sound obviously because if you can run a whole th a, a real-time process what's the other thing that they um i can't remember what they're smooth wasn't it or soothe that that they've done that as real time as well so um so i guess this is just another one of those which is kind of useful um I, aside from that i think i'm kind of pretty much uh I, i've dumped <laughs> i've dumped everything i have in my head unless anybody's got any other um uh, other other points to put in or is there anything in the chat room uh yeah no roland uh roland were not there boss were there um and who else wasn't there uh, there were a few more people there than usual um but not as many it felt like it was more of a corporate level event because that's the kind of yeah. money you need to be able to pull it off although there were a number of smaller people uh i think you could do it reasonably cheap i did speak to cory from uh um uh, Modbap, and he was saying, "See these chairs here? I bought them for twelve bucks each because when I wanted a chair for the booth, they wanted to charge me two hundred and fifty dollars to rent one for the weekend." And he's like, "So those are the sort of things, but those are the sort of things that that, that have to be dealt with at this level, you know. Those that's kind of why it's harder for the for the smaller ones. And the other thing that was quite interesting is." ACC North Hall, which is kind of a new area, is traditionally where all the software and the pro audio is. Now there's an entrance at that side of the building. A lot of footfall goes through there. That's because when you come up the, the main drag to, to NAM and you walk in the front, there's like this huge foyer with, you know, halls A to E. And you walk in and you're just like, oh my goodness, you know, wh where do I go? <laughs> it's, it's so overwhelming. Whereas, so this is actually quite a good idea that they bring people through ACC North, which is much more sort of manageable, sort of uh, uh, a bite size size of NAM. And then you can kind of do that and then you can go elsewhere. So I suppose um, that's working for them. Um, on a, on a, 
<laughs> on a little different tip, actually, this is just something I was playing around with yesterday, and I, and I think it's interesting. There's a new um, web browser, I think it might be on Android, certainly on iOS, called Arc Search. Have you heard about it? It's, no, um, I've not. So what happens is you put a, you treat it like a regular browser, and when you do your search, you can get your results, and I think in a typical way, or you can hit a button that says browse for me, and then it uses AI to search through your web results, and then it will then deliver like a page, like a specially kind of custom-made page page of results based um that presents the information I'll, I'll do a little example just um just to show you on here so uh uh let's think of a right uh who is nick bat oh god <laughs> yeah I, i'm not sure i can answer that at the moment so <laughs> okay so i could just do go and get my normal results but i'm going to hit the the browse for me and then it uses six web pages to uh and then you know it sort of brings you there's a picture there uh, background nick bat is a british music producer and director of sonic state and then you get um you know quick, all this kind actually, of information yeah. presented and then you know you keep going and then down at the bottom you get dive deeper and then you get all the links that are pertinent uh so the information is just kind of being filtered and so far in the various ones that i've tested on it uh it's actually really really good completely not relevant to nam but i just thought it's a, it's a new thing um but it does uh it does kind of avoid advertising uh so ah. i think if your website for the, for is, the moment for the moment, for the moment yeah, i suppose it's, yes. it's free um but just in terms of it, it presenting the information that you're looking for i i asked it i'm trying not to treat it like it's sort of chat gpt and try to treat it like you would just normally use a web browser but um i've been playing around with sample and hold uh in modular so i just asked it about um you know any tips about using sample and hold within you know a eurorack system and and all the information that it presented was really solid and really good i mean it was stuff solid, that i kind of knew but interesting you know yeah 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 no oh, interesting well yeah. one one thing that's on my list for this year is to uh is to is to dump the entire sonic state news database and every video we've ever made transcription and make an expert la la uh, la large language model that is just for sonic state data because i'm sure that would be useful for something so that's my yeah. I, but i don't know where to start but i i think it can it <laughs> should be vi vi viable i just need to sort of figure out how to do it. I think it can be done um, with, with smaller tools and, you know, there are kind of tools available. So that's, that's one of my tasks for this year. Cause I think it could be quite useful. We could use it for our own summarizing. Cause at the moment, um, one thing that we have been doing with, with, uh, with the, the videos, when we shoot a video at NAM, we transcribe it into the full transcription and then we get Jack GPT to summarize that into two paragraphs of what was said and what happened in the video. And if you get the prompt right, you can make it reasonably, you know, so that's why there's been a certain sameness perhaps to some of our, uh, some of the words that go along with the articles, but generally most people are watching the video rather than the article, but it means that we can post the news article in, you know, in super quick time and it still summarizes the, the data very effectively. Obviously you need to add stuff like links yeah. and whatnot, but it's quite quite clever stuff I, I am having one really puzzling thing at the moment so with chat gpt if i go into this thing where you can talk to it hello how are you doing 
and it uses these, you know, let's see. Okay, how are you doing, ChatGPT? Hey there, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> how about you? Wow, okay. your mind today? Uh, well, I was just wondering why you keep speaking Welsh to me without me speaking Welsh. Oh, I apologize for that confusion. I'm here to chat in English. Okay. Sometimes there might be a right. mix-up, but I'm all set to chat in English with you. What's on your mind? Well, uh, okay, well, okay. et cetera, et cetera. What happens is, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm having this little too. And then just start speaking Welsh to me. And I am absolutely baffled as to why that is. It, it didn't do it then, just, on, you know, technically. No. okay. Um, wow. But well, there's obviously really, really still strange. some kinks to be ironed out, isn't there? <laughs> so, yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to keep you too long because we've we're 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 over our hour allocation. So thank you very much for everybody for joining us. Thanks to our audience uh, for hanging in there and this rather free form. And thanks to you guys for picking out. I mean, because there was a lot. You've probably watched more videos than I have because I've filmed them and I've not edited <laughs> them. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time to do that. Um, once again, thanks to the team for such sterling work. It was a, a brilliant effort, and I think we've uh, we managed to well make it. The, I think the, the poster frames are excellent. Thank you, Chris, and it really makes the the whole output look more professional. Um, so, Robin, um, you're streaming tonight. What's your what's the subject of your um, your your thing? The subject is just to go over the uh, the multi monthly a little bit to see if there's anything that's that's particularly interesting people want to talk about. I've also got an EMOM tomorrow in Norwich, Romsey oh. Wells. Um, which I need to come up with something for, so I might spend a little bit of time coming up with a patch for that. So that'll be fun. Right. Um, that's that's generally the the plan, and to drink some beer. That's that's yeah, about that sounds it. like a great what a great way to spend an evening. <laughs> sounds like I think I might yeah. drink some beer tonight as well. We we'll never know. And I guess Yoad, you're probably heading off to uh, back into your whatever project you're you're currently working on that you i'm sure you can't tell us about not for um, too long but, tonight i will spend another hour or two but uh yeah okay well lovely thank you very much for joining us and gaz um you're premiering your live event uh with steve davis tonight at 10 right yeah yeah great so i'll be Excellent. in the chat room uh, and then yeah so please pop along if you're interested to see what we were up to. It was a, in that particular concert, we were experimenting with a more of a techno-y kind of thing, which we subsequently have swerved away from. But uh, yeah, so, mm. yeah. Interesting. And don't forget, if you're interested in uh, tickets for our EMOM, which is on March the 1st, they can be found right there. So just go ahead and uh, pick them up. We've got most of the, I think the acts are all confirmed now. So thank you very much, uh, Osmo's competition. That's not the Osmo's competition, is it? It's the Sonic Emom. I've obviously forgotten to update that one, so beg your pardon. I knew something <laughs> would go wrong, but it's it's pretty minor <laughs> when it comes down to it. Anyway, thank you very much, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Thanks to all in the chat rooms. Thanks to Wagyu. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time. Take care now. Bye-bye.